Welcome to Blue Eyes and Lady Redhead, where we'll be diving into the thoughts and humour of the mysteries of life, our spontaneous views on mental and physical health, and everything else in between. Welcome to Blue Eyes and Lady Redhead. Welcome back, everyone. We're here once again talking about stuff. <laughs> Gee, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, it's a great segue. You really guys. need to work on these. Yes, it's, it's a work in progress. You really need to work on these intros now. Mm. It's uh, an ongoing thing. I like how I say you need to work on it as I just sit here letting you, <laughs> <laughs> letting you say something. Nah, but. Because we used to spend too long on the introductions, and now it's kind of like, let's just get straight on with the topic. Yes, we get <laughs> right into the nitty-gritty. Um, so today, we actually are discussing something that I find very interesting. I think this will t- uh, appeal more to females, but I do think secretly males might find this very interesting if they give it a shot and I, listen to I it. I find it very interesting, and I'm male. You do, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. But as we discussed, you work hard on trying to learn this stuff. I don't know, maybe maybe boys don't speak about it more nowadays, but I just feel like when it's something I try to open up with to men, they yeah. don't have much to say about it. Well, actually, so, it's, it's, I think it's changing now, the culture, because uh, social media is actually linking more of men about how to talk and express themselves uh, yeah but that's different so guys what we're discussing our title which i think is a great one Noel came up with is cinderella complex mm. we're basically discussing um the way we're brought up and the things we view on disney for example the fairy tales and why that might shape our views on how we view uh, appearance relationships so going back to what Noel was saying how he feels like um, men are opening up more nowadays I agree they're opening up more but I don't know necessarily if this is something that's being looked at mm. I think it's more about nowadays being able to speak up and let people know when you're not okay yeah. um, rather than sometimes actually looking at the reason why people might not feel okay and sometimes that's because they're maybe going through heartbreak or in they're, they're in a toxic relationship that's why they might be struggling it's just one reason one example mm. and maybe if we look at the root cause of how this all ends up presenting and coming out in the world, maybe that could fix things as well. Yeah. Not fix, but help. Yeah, it's... Do uh, you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. It's, uh, again, we talk about the big picture of things, and the more that we talk about this, we kind of decompartmentalize um, what's going on in our minds and our experiences. And again, guys, when if you have any ideas or thoughts or questions, please again reach out to us so we can get more in depth on this type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's like you've said it before, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? Yes, and so many pieces to Getting all the pieces yeah. and putting it together when Noel's not being annoying. Mm. Noel likes to be really annoying, guys. Yes, and also Georgia <laughs> too. It's a great balance because you know when, every time we discuss things and we talk about philosophy and how we approach things, we're always constantly talking in a positive manner <laughs> or a negative manner. It doesn't matter. This is what conversation I'm laughing is. because sometimes before the start of the podcast, I would say at the start of the podcast is where our conversations get the most heated mm. because we're trying to, um, we talk freely in the podcast, but we try and have some form of um, structure. Yes. And sometimes we don't necessarily agree with the structure. <laughs> before we do the episode, guys, we actually talk 
and talk and talk about we really do yeah about what the next episode comes up and the thing is because again it's philosophy and beliefs and and points of view there's a lot of um uh, i guess clashes (laughs) with uh what our points of views are so again anything in life wherever it's a romantic or a platonic relationship you always have to talk and compromise and come to a mutual understanding so things start to flourish. I think it's about understanding as well that everyone, like we're different ages, we're from different backgrounds. Like we have different images in our head of how we think something should look and how we think we should communicate with one another. Um, I think it's about just listening to each other. And when someone says something, listen, do it. You know, just communication. Yes. But with further ado, Let's get on with the episode. Okay, so Cinderella Complex. I'm Mm. excited to discuss this because it's a little bit of a carry-on from our last episode. Mm. Um, Some things we touched upon in the last episode we thought was pretty interesting and we could break down into a whole new episode. Yes. Um, Let's get started, okay? Let's take Cinderella, for example. The whole fairy tale story of Cinderella it then turned into a film with Hilary Duff, a Cinderella story. I don't know. I didn't watch that, that, but that's okay. But a lot of <laughs> I know there's a lot of females and men that have watched that, okay? I know men have watched that. Um, so that whole narrative of that being, let's break it down. Attractive, naturally beautiful young woman, mm. young girl, um, doesn't have a lot ends up in a sticky situation something bad has normally happened and she gets taken to the care of somebody else we're talking the hillary duff version this is cinderella in general (laughs) surely you know the story of cinderella well you know they do uh different interpretations and they actually change the story believe it or not but we're talking we're not like no (laughs) and guys we're not just talking about cinderella we're talking about that idea of the narrative okay the narrative okay and what females and males are brought up to believe is a fairy tale we're talking about the narrative as a whole what normally happens in fairy tales um so something normally bad happens they get taken into the care of somebody else um normally there's jealousy around this girl Mm. um and then a male normally steps in wants this girl works really hard to get her um and then they end up living happily ever after that's kind of like the main gist of what i get from that yeah let's talk about the effect that type of narrative because again we're talking about all fairy tales um what's the the most common thing about the fairy tales is always somebody who comes like again the rags the riches story it's the most common thing where somebody has nothing and then they come a somebody from from that point and everyone likes it because we can sympathize and kind of connect with that person on a better level. Because, I mean, when we're born into this world, we come with nothing. A lot of people, most people don't. And we have to find ourselves and we have to establish ourselves. And in that process, we actually find people that see our worth and want us for who we are. And that's why the Cinderella story is a great story for not just women, but men, maybe men as well. When they come from a place of poverty, and they want something so much and then you know they it's not just a prince charming they find somebody the the woman in the in their life that makes them feel complete and i've seen that myself that guys have found that woman that's 
the better half and they end up marrying them and they live happily ever after or hopefully for now <laughs> until the years to come um i agree to an extent but i also would say that there are some negative um i don't know how to word it i think growing up as a child like when you're a child that shapes the way you view the world and relationships yeah. And I think if we're growing up uh, watching these movies, we're going to start to believe that that's how a relationship should look. Mm. And as we grow up and we get into the real world and realize that's not what really happens, I think that's where the confusion happens and that's how people get themselves into toxic cycles. Yeah. Um, some people are smart enough to realize, okay, this is just a movie, this isn't how it really works, and they can navigate that themselves. But there are people that think, okay, this is how this should look. I know I did at one point. And when it doesn't look like that, it, that's when it's like, you know, a fire happens and you know, you're like, what is going on here? Yeah. For example, because um, I'd like to kind of express my points and see your view on this. Mm. For example, um, in a fairy tale, it's basically kind of like only one woman wins. Mm. It's about, and this is why I go back to the point I made in the last episode where I said the point men want to be with the prettiest women in the room. I'm not necessarily saying all women think like that but I'm saying there's probably some point in your life where you did and the reason I say that is in Cinderella for example she's like a beautiful girl she's the most pretty girl she's naturally beautiful and she is the one that he wants yeah. and he you and it, right there's a moment in a Cinderella story I know you haven't seen it um, but anyone that has seen it has she's in this beautiful dress so she turns up to this fancy dress party yeah. Everyone's in the room dancing and there's stairs, right? And she appears at the top of the stairs in this beautiful dress and she looks stunning. And she just stands at the top of the stairs and everyone's looking at her like, wow, even all the girls. And then the Prince Charming, let's say, looks at her and he like drools. He drops open his mouth, right? He's basically love at first sight. Yeah. So that is judging uh, love on the way you look. Yeah. And so he then, once he's seen her, he does everything he can to be with her. He changes his ways and he wants to be with her. He's in love. And that's why I say it kind of creates this toxic image in our head because we're taught from a young age that you have to be like that woman to get the guy's attention. Yeah. What so, would your thoughts be on that? So you're saying there's a lot of pressure for that woman to actually be that and yeah, to get to that Yeah, because stage. it's kind of like you get seen as shallow and not having personality by thinking in the way that you think men want you to be the most beautiful girl kind of thing, because mm. it is shallow. Mm. But it's kind of like, well, why are we, why do so many women thinking that way? Where did it start? And I believe that that could be an example of where it started. Yeah, well, look, uh, to clarify, guys, I actually did watch the, the, car the cartoon version. Um, I did grow up with sisters, and the most common films they would watch is Little Mermaid and <laughs> Yeah, they're all very similar. You have to yeah. admit, it's always one beautiful woman that they all want. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, that's where I think some of it starts, why women compete and why they feel like they have to be the best. But, you know, again, uh, 
we, we talk about age and difference. So again, I've lived long enough to have enough experiences in relationships. Not just like to heal, but in, not in a romantic sense, but also platonic from other female friends and their experiences of looking for their prince charming. What the thing is, like I talked about in the past po podcasts about men are more visual creatures. So again, remembering what George just said about her and the dress and she's standing up on the stairs, Prince Charming looks at her and he's just like an awe. Visually, he's like the most beautiful woman. Literally. And he goes he, off her slippers, right? Is that the story that she drops a slipper? She drops, uh, yeah, and in this one now, because yeah. it's like, you know, the cool version, she drops her phone. There we go. So again, we got Hillary Duff. I think I'm pretty sure it's her phone she dropped. <laughs> so that's why guys I'm asking, like, because they do little changes in um, adaptations for the decades because they can make it more relevant. I'm sure it's her phone she dropped. I'm pretty sure, it would, yeah, it would probably most definitely be a phone. Um, again, what they don't speak about is when Prince Charming finds that girl and he's like, oh, she's the most beautiful thing. And then she opens her mouth and she starts talking. It's beauty is skin deep. What about what's going up in her head? So... They may live happily ever after, but it's also up to her. Again, I can see in the story that she's very humble because she comes from nothing and she's been hate like she treated like crap from her her evil is it sisters or I can't remember is it aunt looking after her and it's yeah. her cousins or something like that. It's in this one it's her stepsisters. stepsisters I think it's yeah. stepsisters. Step, yeah, so they and the stepsisters are uh, pretty and they put up makeup and the dresses and stuff, but they have bad attitudes and that's I'm assuming why Prince Charming just does not dig their vibe. But Cinderella, because she's humble and she comes from nothing, and she's a hard worker, right? She's, she's cooking, she's cleaning, she's, take, she's looking after her family, she understands family values. And again, this is more of a traditional mindset, but there's more to Cinderella because she, she's humble. She doesn't need to dress up and look good to actually be you know, content with her life. But she just wants that little extra... Um, she wants to feel sexy, so she has the fairy godmother, right? The fairy godmother yeah. comes yeah. and gives her the ride, which she turns the pumpkin yeah. into the and the cat into a horse. In this situation, yeah. the fairy godmother, I guess she is, um, gives takes her to the fancy dress shop and oh, chooses okay. the dress for her to turn up like yeah. looking beautiful with. Yeah, she needs she needs a positive influence. There we go, guys. Even though I'm a man, I can see the parallels. It doesn't have to, I don't have to be a, a woman to understand that. She has a positive influence in her life. Well, fairy godmother. It can work both ways. So, for example, I'm interested to know as much as Cinderella, she's like this humble gal. Um, so there's a good, there's a, I guess, a kind of good lesson there. But let's get more into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Noel keeps moving around. Yes. So you hear creaking. I'm, I'm trying like to tell man. him to stop. Stop creaking. I'm creaking the around. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you can hear that because I know when you listen in your headphones, everything's so much louder. Um, but would you agree, like, I'm interested to know your thoughts, right? Mm. Is that quite negative for a woman to, a, a girl to grow up watching in the sense that a lot of that is judged by her appearance? Does that put a lot of pressure on a female that she needs to be that way to get the Prince Charming? And I wanted to ask, do you feel pressure as well because it's all about the, again it's the same there's always one guy that wins who's the most heroic this and that yeah. so do does that put pressure on you growing yeah, up that course, you need to he, be that way he's a prince so, so he's a royal exactly yeah. so if you're if you can connect with that straight away then you must also see that from a female perspective mm. that when she's watching cinderella she also feels pressure she needs to be that way yeah but it, put, it puts pressure on both like you can see exactly. 
yeah. the prince has a status. He's, he's also ridiculously good looking, apparently. Yeah. And she has to dress up and she has to look her best to, to grab his attention. Um, yes, definitely, I agree with that, Georgia. But the thing is, if you look at the story, right, she's actually in a room, a ballroom, and he has one dance of her, and that one dance just like they click together. And she has to run because isn't the magic starts to wear away and she, she's gonna lose everything, so she has to bail. Yeah. Hence why she leaves that shoe behind and he has to find her based off that. Um, it's also creating unrealistic expectations, right? So first impressions do matter, mm -hmm. but you know, you don't really actually know the person. Exactly, and that I guess that's back to my point, like everything is being judged by appearance. Mm. Um, and I really do feel like that's why us females grow up. It's one of the reasons, there's many reasons as to why we feel like um, appearance means so much more than it should do. Yeah. But unfortunately, the, this is the stuff that we're surrounded with from such a young age. Mm. Again, it's all about that one woman wins, basically. Yeah. I feel like that's where some of the competition um, idea that we need to be competitive with other females mm. and outdo other females. I, I believe that's where that could come from. And what what um, happens, Georgia, when, when women get competitive with each other? Exactly, and this is what I was going to say. Um, it bloody, at the start, it starts as kind of innocence when you're younger. You don't necessarily know any better. But once you get into a pattern of that behavior, it gets ingrained in you. And that's why then as these women get older and you may see it in a workplace, um, you see adults, female adults acting in this way because they've got themselves stuck in such a cycle that they need to compete and compare um, that they can't get out of that. And that's when all types of problems start to happen. Um, and I guess that's why it's so important to work on that um, so you don't get stuck in that cycle. Yeah. You uplift other females and appreciate other females' beauty, personalities, um, rather than feel like you have to compete all the time. But the other end of the spectrum, um, I feel like we could try and relate this with Disney and fairy tales as well, is women become that way, I believe, because of how they get treated by men sometimes. And it can work the other way around. Yeah. So uh, let's look at Cinderella, right? She's humble, and that's one of the reasons why Prince Charming wants her. This could be the same for a young female. She's innocent, she's humble, she does everything right, let's say. And she gets herself with a guy that treats her like pure shit, mm. um, which is gonna change the way she acts in a relationship she may step more into her masculine and not be this fairy tale image of what we think men want. But that's because of maybe the way she got treated and that toxic cycle she got put in. Yeah. It's like a survival mechanism. She puts up those walls. Mm. She's less feminine around guys. Um, I think it's just interesting to look at uh, all of these points. Look where it started. Yeah. Um, so again, going back to fairy tales, I think it's setting up unrealistic standards because that's not how the world works. Yeah, and it's ingrained in the, the, the psychology of females and males as a realistic kind of medium that we have to perform at to, to get the happily ever after, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and you know, when you're talking about women not exactly giving a positive 
reinforcement to each other based off their, you know, how much work they put into maybe dressing up or looking after themselves. You know, I've seen it myself when women compete with each other, there's almost like a, a masculine uh, frame behind it. Yeah. That women come less feminine because they feel like it's more of a weakness. So they have to be masculine mm -hmm. to fight other women. And it's, it's for, a, for a man, when we see it, it's almost like we're seeing other guys <laughs> yeah, well, no. fighting each other. Definitely. Funny enough, I was watching a YouTube video earlier on this and she said it's a lot to do with the masculine and feminine energy. Mm. And she said, when there's two females fighting, that's actually like two males because it's not in a uh, feminine nature to fight and be competitive. So that's actually women stepping into their masculine energy. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the times when women do compete, if you look back, it's probably come from a place where they were mistreated yeah. or they witnessed bad relationships growing up. Mm. They watched certain things and for example in Cinderella's case, let's look at her stepsisters. They weren't supposedly as pretty as her, so they had to act in their more in a more masculine way to try or at least they thought they had to act more like that yeah. to try and get the attention of guys. Yeah. And maybe growing up a girl thought she was in the stepsister's position and that's why she began to act in that way and that got taken with her through her ages and that's why she acts like that. You know they talk about, because again, uh, women, the stigma of getting put into house duties by their partner or boyfriend and it's like a repression. Women don't realize it was not just, it wasn't men that were repressing her, it was her sisters. It was women repressing other women the, the, the stepsisters are making her clean and cook for them, uh, washing their clothes, making sure she does all their duties. It was a, a women. Exactly. Separate, yeah. And then, exactly. And then again, they were in their masculine and that's why Prince Charming was turned off by them. It's just that, 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 that attitude, that energy that they're putting off. Um, yeah. You just, again, the big picture of things, guys, you see it, you look back, it's like, oh, that's... Yeah, 100%. And that's why when we speak, like, we're saying these natural ways women act, because this is something I wanted to ask, because I just used the word natural there, right? We're talking about things that you they, we weren't born like. We had to watch fairy tales and movies to become this way, right? Yeah. But is it ingrained in us to act, because I mentioned in the last uh, episode about survival of the fittest mm. and the mating strategy yep. and how women compete um, in order to get their best mating partner. Um, do you believe that's a part of it? Or do you think it's a lot down to what we view and watch? And I, my experiences and what I've seen is it's a defense mechanism. So ideally a woman, I'm like, again, Relationships are always different. Like so I'm, a, I'm speaking from my experiences and throughout history that the woman wants a man to lead. You know, when we talk about uh, courting, she wants him to take, ask her out. He wants to take her. He wants to plan the date, take her to a. She wants. She wants mystery, right? She wants just to be in her feminine. She wants to let go and let him do all the decision making. If a woman is in her masculine from fighting with other women or maybe being in a competitive work environment, or she's got trauma from past experiences with other men. I've seen it, I've experienced it, because again, I've dated women who are in their masculine, 
it's 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 almost like they're trying to up one up the man. It's almost they want to compete with the guy. The thing is, us guys, we don't want to compete with other women. We just want to be again. You know, guys, we listened to last podcast about when we come home from a hard day at work. We don't want to fight with you. We we are fighting the world right now. We're fighting at work. <laughs> we're dealing with other guys who when they're masculine, and then we come home to a partner who's in her masculine and she's trying to com- be combative. It's a huge turnoff, guys. So again, if you have to fight with other women, you're in a competitive work environment and you're in your masculine frame. What happens when you start trying to date other guys and you're in your masculine frame, you're combative, you're just gonna be scaring every, every guy off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, this is why we're doing the podcast because we're looking at reasons why a female may act in that way. And what I think a lot of guys need to step up and take responsibility for, it's unfortunate for guys, the good guys I say, mm. and with my fingers, um, but there's reasons why a female might have her barriers up and act in that way. And I've heard it from a lot of uh, female friends, right? They could have been treated like absolute shit. They did the whole Cinderella humble in their feminine energy and they got treated like absolute shit by doing that and having their barriers down. And yeah. do you know, it can go as far as physical abuse, right? This is a serious matter. Yeah. Um, and that's why she may do that by protecting herself. Again, like a survival mechanism. And I know it's very important to work on that yeah. because, you know, like you say, if you come across a good guy and you're projecting that onto them it's going to get messy and you're self-sabotaging i get that but it i do think there's an element of it would be nice if um because not necessarily you because i know that you are a good guy but there are males out there that will say uh females are nagging and it's like have you seen the way you behave (laughs) it's not nagging she's trying to have uh grown-up conversation and communicate with you about your behavior she's not nagging there's different ways to look at it and there's reasons why some females step into their masculine yeah it's it's, it's a process of understanding again each other but you know guys if i'm I'm speaking to women as well don't expect your partner or your boyfriend to change you you have change comes with 100 need to work on yourself and you know what this is where it comes back to cinderella and beauty and the beast let's say beauty and the beast right she yeah she throughout the film it's taught to young females that you can change a man like she literally changed into a human doesn't she (laughs) from a beast yes at the end it's a very cool to break the spill of she was he was cursed i believe by which yeah and for for him to come from the beast back to human he must find like pure heart so essentially when he falls in love with her and she tames him that breaks the spell and he can come back to a human but again it's unrealistic right she has to again george is talking about expectations she has to change the beast she has to put the work in to change him it's not like it's not how it works. People again have to change themselves. The beast has to change himself. A woman has to change herself. And she's if she's in a masculine and she keeps scaring guys away who want her in a feminist. Again, guys, it all comes within. Yeah, but you're touching upon like how females need to be feminine and blah blah blah. But you need to. I also would like you to try and understand the pressures on a female from these type of movies. Like that female. That movie is all about a female changing and taming a guy 
and yeah. you're saying you're sat here saying how you need to change yourself but we're growing up watching a movie yeah. about how we it's up to us to change a guy like so how would you what, what would you say about that what 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 is the because i hear it all the time and from other women what is a lure or like what is it what makes a woman want to change a man it's stable in, in, in everything the bad boy right women there's women certain women chase the bad boy why do you chase the bad boy i've been actually heard from girls girls like chasing the bad boy because they like the idea of changing him because i know and that's what i'm saying yeah. there's a reason why we feel that way yeah. and is that films like that a part in why we feel that way what are your views on that or like i said do you believe it's partly what's ingrained in us from our ancestors where do you think it began so obviously yes um i agree disney have a big <laughs> like we didn't just suddenly think we want to change people it came from somewhere guys whatever everything i've seen disney have Hopefully Disney not listening again, because I don't want to make enemies with Dis Disney. Disney, I love you. <laughs> um, yes, Disney, we raised up, and again, it's in our psychology, and, and women want the beast. They want to change the beast, because guess what, Georgia? The beast is Prince Charming. He, he's, he is actually a, um, a king or a prince. He's overall blood. So she ends up getting a handsome, good-looking, rich man who they had an experience together, an emotional connection. And because of that, she changed him and they lived happily ever after. But is that the reality for most women? No. <laughs> exactly. Because it's kind of like on one end, I know in, in like some of our episodes, you've said how you can't change men um, if you want to have a family, kids, etc. Stop going for the bad guy. Like you need to go for the good guys. And now you're kind of like saying how that's what women want. They want the bad guy. And it's kind of like, what is the message? Like, there's so much stuff out there and I can see how women can get confused with what they even want. Yeah. Because of all of these different things. Like you see, you go onto Instagram and YouTube and there's videos like about how you shouldn't be chasing the bad guy anymore, go for the good guy and what, what are the green flags and all of this stuff. Yeah. But then we're brought up watching movies about how us females basically should want to tame a man and go for the man who's in their toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, and I can see why women get bloody confused. Well, again, guys, I've, the, the advantages of having female friends, I actually get, I listen and listen, listen, listen for the years. And the most common thing I've heard from them is, again, the part of it is they like to talk to their girlfriends about the drama. Again, this is not healthy, but this is more of a, in the younger years when I was growing up, they liked a guy that causes them drama because they get to talk to the girlfriends about it. They can go through all the emotions, all the feelings, and that actually creates a deeper connection with that guy. And they can't let the guy go. So again, if you know your female friends, if you're a female, even a guy, uh, maybe your sisters or your, your friends who are in abusive relationships, it's, it's a toxic relationship. And you, you think to yourself, just get out. How can you get out of a relationship when you've had such a strong emotional connection? You have experiences with that person. And yeah, it's, uh, it's an unhealthy place for somebody to be, but it's hard for them to break that mold because again, maybe they've only been in abusive relationships all their life and that's all they know. And then when they finally meet somebody who loves them and cares for them, they just don't know how to respond, how to feel, how to connect with that person because all they know is 
trauma. And I, I believe the term is called trauma bonding, Georgia. Mm, yeah, definitely. And like I said in the past episode, I mentioned, because we were talking about appearance between males and females, um, and you asked me about how women view other women due to their appearance. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned that women can be very competitive and kind of always looking around, looking at how they can up other women um, and how they can basically look the best in their room. And I said the words um, how when you're sat with a male and you're kind of looking around at the other females, you realize maybe there's not really any other attractive females or whatever. And I said, you then feel safe, okay? Now that is a place where I'm not gonna lie, I have been in the past, right? Not anymore, because I've took so much time to correct that yep. way of thinking. But in the past, I have been in that place, right? And I do believe that is a buildup of being in a few toxic relationships mm -hmm. where maybe I have been cheated on or spoken to poorly. Yep. Um, and that's why that is then in my head, right? Yep. And I also believe that the reason I got myself in those toxic toxic relationships from the start is maybe from how I've grown up watching these type of films. So it's a build up of things, right? That's took yourself to that point where if you're opposite your partner in a room, you have to look around to, and see who's in that room to feel safe. Yeah understand that is a I feel like that's a survival response right yeah I'm looking around and I'm kind of thinking okay well I'm not gonna be cheated on here or to know that which is so sad that some females have to feel that way but I know from speaking to other females that that is a way of thinking because of a build-up of situations so yeah. I've, I've, I've heard it um, and um, women who choose men they call safe they don't choose the guy because they're attracted to him because they know that he won't cheat on them won't walk away from them and it goes both ways like again well, we, talk, we talk about Cinderella right so why why does Prince Charming choose Cinderella yeah what because he feels safe of her yeah yeah exactly yeah. so I guess that's positive though because for example I said I felt safe, but that was because of my surroundings by there not being another attractive woman in the room. You should be sat there thinking, I feel safe because I'm with this person. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I was um, thinking about my safety, but by my surroundings and there not being another pretty person in the room, like that is such a toxic way of thinking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. should base your safety on your partner and the work that you've done on yourself to be in a healthy mindset. So, George, you agree that, like, again, that stigma of her having the dress, that she has to look her best to keep Prince Charming, there's, there's pressure on a woman Definitely. to look her best, because if she's not pretty, is he gonna look at another woman? Is exactly. He gonna, is he going to dump me exactly. for another woman? And that's what I'm saying by, I think the reasons we think us females, and I know males do as well, the reasons we think in that way, some of it stems back from these movies. Mm. It's the same for men, right? I know men, because you can be like, okay, well, that's coming from a place of an insecure woman by saying that. Well, okay, 
maybe that is coming from a place of someone feeling insecure but we've all been there and it's looking at why and again going back to the fairy tales i believe that plays a massive role and it's the same for men right the man that wins is the strongest the most the the best looking man um has lots of friends all the men want to be like him um and i believe men see that and believe that's the kind of guy they need to be so if they're sat with an attractive woman you know, I know some men would be looking around the room too, thinking, is my gal looking at that guy over there? Because oh, he's so yes, attractive. Yes, yes. Can you tell us about a time maybe you felt that? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I was with my partner, um, mm. at the, well, my ex-partner, um, and we're at a concert and uh, she was looking at the guy in the drum kit. Guy in the drum kit, shirts, shirt off, good looking guy, muscles. And she was salivating. She was drooling at the lips. And I could see that if she, if that guy walked off that drum kit and said, let's go at the back. <laughs> she was gone. She would go in a heartbeat. I but, mean, a drummer. That's yeah, kind of. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm like, damn, do I need to start learning how to play drums? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, do you feel like that was a natural response? Or- it's, it's a natural response. You know, it's comp- comp- competition anxiety. Competition is something that you lack. Do you think, sorry, and then we'll go back to that, men are more open, because i just seen that how you were straight to talk about that, right? Yeah. And admit that. Yeah. I feel like females are in denial, right? The minute you open your mouth and say to someone, it, it depends who it is, but a lot of females, you're like, do you find yourself comparing? Do you care that your guy is with that girl? They're in denial about it. You can see that they don't want to admit that that's something they struggle with. Whereas you guys are quite open, I find. Yeah, uh, the reality is because we're visual creatures, we have we have wandering eyes, so we know that when a woman has wandering eyes, it's like it's like if you see somebody okay, attractive, yeah. fair Interesting. enough. Um, does it mean that you're going to love them like you love me? No. Yeah. But on a superficial level, you know, like we can we can see guys. We don't say the guy's sexy or hot. We just say he's handsome. That's. As a heterosexual kind of term that men say, um, but you know we can see when a guy's good looking, he's well dressed, he's handsome, he's got a thick jaw. That's the most common thing men look for. Mm-hmm. That we we want to have, um, yeah, muscles, all that stuff, and we can see through our friends and and social interactions that the girls gravitate towards guys, especially guys who are six foot. Uh, yes, I love yeah. a tall guy. And I, and I know why women like... Stop moving. I'm, so I'm Sorry, cracking guys. my chair, guys. I'm, also I'm cracking my back. Sit still. No. Um, <laughs> it's like having a child in the room. <laughs> I'm so... I've got to move. <laughs> um, yeah, six foot guys we're quite envious of because we know how much attention they get from girls. Girls just like look up. They've got wonder in their eyes. It's like, ooh, he's six foot. <laughs> but, you know, again, when you get older, you, your perspective on things change and what matters. And it's the same thing for you ladies who are listening as well. The older you get, you won't hopefully look at them more of a superficial level. You'll start to see there's a bigger picture to things on what matters rather than dressing up in, and going to a ball and having your fairy godmother ride you out on a pumpkin and a horses and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, a lot of... Uh, this comes from the things we grow up to watch. I do think some of it is an, like a natural instinct response from way back. Um, and as sad as it is, unfortunately, I 
don't really see that changing. Mm. I just think, I don't know. I think some of it's just the way of being and how the world works right now. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that would need to change. Um, not just these fairy tales that we grow up watching on Disney. There's a lot of other stuff that would need to change in order to not base so much on appearance and create healthy relationships. Yeah. Um, I just think there's a lot that needs to change. And as much as many people won't admit it, um, this competitiveness with other males, males and males, males and females, females and females, etc., like... I feel like that's just going to be around for a while and it's up to us to really work on that and get to a place where we don't feel the need to do that. Some of it is healthy. Some of it is healthy to be competitive, I believe. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do believe some of that is healthy, but it's about knowing when to use that side and when to step into your masculine energy, your feminine energy, um, and just working on yourself, getting to a place where you don't have to feel insecure. I guess we've discussed everything we want to discuss um, for our episode of A Cinderella Complex. Yes, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. And again, if you do want another episode in this, because again, this is so much stuff you can talk about with this, let us know. Take care, guys. Have a great day. Thank you.